It's time for some brutal honesty. You think that buy and hold real estate is a good bet? That home values usually grow over time? Well, my friends, somebody, everybody lied to you. U.S. housing is, generally speaking, a losing proposition as a buy and hold investment, and I've got the data to prove it. I'm Brian Ellis. Get ready for the shocking truth right now in episode 119. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, 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 SDI Nation. What a great day to be alive, and thank you for spending the next seven minutes with me again today. As my thanks for your attention, how about I just go ahead and blow your mind? Here goes. There's a long-standing belief that the odds are on your side if you buy real estate and just hold on to it. Alas, my friends, it's just not true, and I have the hard evidence to prove it. Before I do that, let's establish some context. In the last episode of this show, we began to analyze the notion of buying rental properties in the context of the S3 investment criteria of simple, safe, and strong. I gave you some pointers on determining whether rental property ownership is, as a concept and in terms of implementation, sufficiently simple to be worthy of your portfolio dollars. Remember, complexity hides risk, and so simplicity is a key component for every wise investment. One other thing we discussed on the last episode, which really comes into sharper focus today, is the reality that not all rental properties are the same. If someone's trying to sell you a rental property, you should always seek out additional options for comparison, maybe even in an entirely different market and with different providers, because rental property is not a commodity. One deal is not the same as the next. Folks, it's very realistic that two separate deals could look very good to you, but one will lead to profit and the other will lead to ruin. How do you know the difference? Well, start with what you learned on yesterday's episode and then pay attention to this, too. Safety is the second leg of the simple, safe, strong trifecta of investment excellence. And nothing is more fundamental to the question of safety than having a strong reason to believe that your property will increase in value over time. In fact, equity appreciation is frequently the very biggest part of the payoff for owning rental property in the first place. That's why it's so easy for slick salespeople to mislead you about the likelihood that your property will be worth more in the future. They're relying on the same thing that everybody else relies upon, the assumed knowledge that housing goes up in value over time. My friends, it's just not true, as much as I wish it was. And it's not my opinion. Here's the data. The U.S. Census tells us that for a recent 45-year period, the average home price in America did increase at a rate of 5.4% annually. That's the statistic that makes it so easy to claim that house prices increase on average. But that's incredibly deceptive because in that same time period, the size of the average house went from under 1,000 square feet to over 2,300 square feet. So it stands to reason that the average home price went up during that time as well, and it did. So average home price is the wrong metric. What's the better metric? Average price per square foot. That's where the real story is told. And when we look at that metric, the National Association of Realtors tells us that existing home prices increased by 3.7% per year. So what's the problem? Well, prices are increasing, but value is actually declining. That's because those figures don't factor in the most silent killer of wealth, inflation. I'm not going to bore you to tears with inflation rates or statistics, so here's what I'll tell you. Basically, inflation is increasing faster than the value of the average house. That's a big problem. A practical example of that is this. In 1992, an average square foot of housing was worth 76 loaves of bread. By 2010, 18 years later, that same square foot of housing could only buy about 60 loaves of bread. 
So while your net worth would have increased rather nicely in that time frame, your real wealth, your buying power, would have decreased a lot. What's the lesson here? Is it that you should not invest in residential real estate? Well, yes, that's a lesson if you're going to do it indiscriminately. You can't rely on platitudes like real estate has made more millionaires than any other investment or real estate is the most historically proven asset class. Those things just aren't true. But if you can internalize the fact that real estate isn't an automatic winner, that some rental property is inherently foolish and some is inherently wise, you can still do well and do well safely. There are two reasons this is true. First, real estate is a distinctly local issue. National statistics are great for understanding broad trends and for counteracting fundamentally false beliefs like those that I just mentioned to you. But the truth is that certain specific regions of the country are more inclined than others to show increases in value. And those places are where you should focus your investment dollars. And second, you can still do well in real estate because all of those statistics make one big assumption. They assume you're paying regular retail prices for your properties. And if you're thinking of buying your real estate from a turnkey real estate company, you probably are paying full retail and possibly a bit more. But did you know that the situation changes rather dramatically if you're able to get as little as a 10% discount on the price you pay versus the retail value of that property? In other words, the dynamics change greatly if you pay $90,000 for that $100,000 house. By making that adjustment, by insisting that you never pay more than 90% of retail value and ideally less for your rental properties, suddenly your real estate buys more bread at the end of the investment than at the beginning. You actually make money rather than losing it. Buying real estate below market value is what enables you to be profitable from day one. That, my friends, should always be your operational standard for investing. So then the question becomes, how do you find properties in strong markets that you can purchase for at least 10% below market value? That's where you've got to start. If you can't get an attractive price in a desirable market, nothing else matters. This isn't a minor thing, folks. It's not easy to find somebody who will cut the price on their real estate by $10,000 or more just because you want a good deal. But my friends, I'm here to help you. Right now, we at Self-Directed Investor Network have identified three highly favorable real estate markets across America that have the right stuff. Strong rental rates, solid expectancy for appreciation, and most importantly, because of our influence in the market, the ability to purchase property solidly below retail value. If you'd like to know what those markets are and how you can own property well below its real value so that you can be profitable from day one, then please plan to join me for my upcoming webinar called Profitable from Day One, Three Ideal Markets for Building Wealth. Sponsored by Self-Directed Investor Radio, this webinar will feature yours truly as I help you to understand what characteristics make for a great rental investment, what are the hidden red flags, and most importantly, an introduction to exactly the right people who can help you to grow your cash flow and your wealth by investing in rentals the right way, the SDI way, simple, safe, and strong. To get your invitation for this webinar, just text the word invitation to 33444 and I'll send you one right away. Again, text the word invitation to 33444, but I do recommend you do this right now. I'm telling you about it first here on SDI Radio, so you'll get first shot. But when I announce it to my email list in a couple of days, it will fill up instantly. So please do request your invitation now by texting the word invitation to 33444. Or if texting doesn't work for you, just go to sdiradio.com slash invitation. My friends, invest wisely today, the SDI way, and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. 
This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 